Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to episode 32 of Talking Wyndham with thanks to the Committee for Wyndham and of course uh, brought to you very proudly by The Gordon. Uh, today on this podcast you will hear Ross Smith who's the Managing Director of the Manicourt Aged Care Facility in Werribee. A little of the history of Manicourt, a little of the history of Ross and of course where aged care is going in the future. Uh, and of course we'll all uh, be touched by it in some way a very important issue to have a talk about uh, in this uh, Talking Wyndham podcast with thanks of course to The Gordon The Gordon is uh, now uh, been established for over 130 years and while it might be uh, one of the oldest uh, training institutions in Victoria it's one that's known for innovation and one for changing uh, with the times as well uh, four campuses now uh, in the city of Wyndham Watton Street, Princess Highway, Old Geelong Road and of course the shared uh, one with Deakin University on Bridge Street a uh, few things you might know about the Gordon is that it is part of uh, the Victorian government's free TAFE or Priority Courses Initiative. What that basically means is the government uh, pays the tuition fees on selected courses for eligible students. And you can find out all the details of whether you're eligible and uh, and what these courses are by just giving the Gordon a, a call on their toll-free number, which is 1300 954 371, or go to the website and check out uh, details. That's often the best thing to do is go and have a look at the website That'll give you probably a few more questions you uh, want to uh, pick that phone up and ask. Uh, the website, of course, is thegordon.edu.au and that phone number, 1300 954 371. And that'll, uh, the professional staff and friendly staff there will certainly look after you. Uh, and the Gordon's uh, Skills and Jobs Centre, of course, is available for you to pop into as well. Uh, so um, they have a very large scholarship program. In fact, the, uh, the largest scholarship program of any TAFE in the state of Victoria. So there's a lot going on, a lot of uh, areas that uh, you might be thinking about might be your future employment, uh, things like uh, accounting and business, building design and construction, uh, trades, early childhood education, and even aged care. So if you want uh, details of that, go and have a look at the website, thegordon.edu.au, and then maybe that's when you give them a call on 1300 954 371. But let's get to our guest uh, for this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. Joining me on the Talking Window podcast now is Ross Smith, who's the Managing Director of Manicourt Aged Care Facility in Werribee. G'day, Ross. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Uh, lovely to have you on and have a talk about uh, about aged care because it is, uh, it's a growing industry and one, one that I guess you and I are heading very fast towards. Yeah, we're, we're all heading towards yeah, that, yeah. that direction, unfortunately. Tell us a little about the history of, of Manicourt. Well, Manicourt started, I guess, uh, Werribee Rotary started them uh, in 1976. So there was only about um, 10 or 15,000 people in Werribee at the time and there was no aged care services. So uh, uh, via a, a pretty substantial in those days um, public fundraising, I think they raised about $300,000 and uh, borrowed a million from the from the Commonwealth. They got started and uh, the first section of Manicourt opened in uh, February 1979, so with about 25 beds and the administration and all that, and then it's just uh, continued to grow and grow and grow up to, um, it's been expanded about 
five or six times up to its present date of over hundred residents. So, Ross, when it first started back in, uh, in you know, seventy six was the embryo of the idea, and seventy nine was when it opened. Was it based on a model of of, of uh, another another facility somewhere else, or was it a, a kind of almost an original idea and concept? Yeah, it was a, it was an original idea. It, it was it, it was low 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 care um, living at that time. Most of the residents were only in their uh, um, in their late late sixties, so it was just sort of living for people that uh, um, you know weren't weren't comfortable living at home. And it's, it's since then it's it's um, expanded to include um, um, you know, high care and dementia, and then nursing home care. So the whole industry's just kept moving through that that um, um, that transition. So the first residents who were in Manicourt in that in that original kind of late seventies, early eighties, uh, were just people who were who were sort of moving out of home as much as anything else, and, and looking for a, a place where they could have some companionship and uh, and be part of a, a, a community rather than just be in a house on their yeah. own. Exactly, yeah, a lot of widows and and uh, um, male and female, so uh, but just you know looking for a bit of bit of bit of company and that that type of thing. Yep, exactly. So you mentioned how it's how the industry has gone uh, and what it what it now caters for and the and the different levels of it. Uh, has that been a slow development? Or is that something that happened fairly quickly? No, it it, it stayed, stayed. Manicourt was was pretty much all low, low level care people until until probably the about about two thousand all things started to started to change there. So at that, up up till till that, that time. Um, you were either a low care facility or a high care facility, and uh, uh, when when we couldn't look after them in a low care situation, they had to change into a to another facility to to high care. So the government introduced a concept there that you could continue and provide um, this service called aging in place, which meant we we're able to look after low and high care people if we we're able to to cater for them, um, and everyone went that way and. Uh, uh, and that was uh, uh, high care grad- gradually um, uh, developed, and uh, and then over the p- period of time since then, I think people have, um, you know, by efforts from the government to try and keep people at home as long as they can, um, people are coming in later and later um, with higher higher levels of of, of care requirements, yeah, um, and staying less. So we're seeing kind of a, a change in that uh, we have now, I guess they're called retirement villages or whatever, that that's taking the place of what Manicourt was originally set up to do and you're becoming... Correct. Yeah, okay, yep. so that's where it's changed. You, you mentioned the government, is the, the and, and I, I know Manicourt is a, is a charitable uh, and community-owned not-for-profit organisation. Is that is that a difficult thing to be in this in this current climate and, and given what you're, you know, you're charged with doing these days? Um, it's probably not. It, give, it gives us a point of difference because there's pretty much three, three lots of people. There's the the, um, the for-profit providers, the boopers, and uh, those those people. The stock exchange listed listed companies are about half the industry, and then there's the churches that are heavily involved um, as well, and then there's the the, the smaller not-for-profits and charities which. So it gives us a point of difference between the the, the others, and uh, you know, it's, it's provided us a good, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a difference, it's a marketing opportunity for us to um, sell something. We're able to say that, you know, because we're a total not-for-profit, there's that everything goes back into the business, and uh, uh, and that's how we've we've grown it from day one. 
So explain the uh, the structure of uh, of Manor Court to us in terms of how it's set up. You're the managing director. Is there is there a yep. board? Is there what what's the structure? Yep. So we've had a board. So Rotary, um, the way they they work, they started the the thing off, and it was all Rotary people that were involved. And then once they got it to a, a, a level that they were were comfortable with, Rotary don't run run things. They start them and then pass them on. So we've um, basically got a community board. All of the board are, are, are Werribee business people. There's a couple of Rotary people on, but um, um, there's three or four that aren't. They're just been selected from the business leaders around the around the community for a range of skills that we wanted on the board, and that's um, pretty pretty much. So it's a a non for non for profit organisation registered with um, charities and not for profits commission. And that's that's pretty much it. So we just run like a normal business, normal monthly board meetings, and all of those sorts of things. Yep. And uh, and we uh, yeah, we continue on. And and uh, the fact that it's not for profit and there's a the high level of uh, volunteer people in the structure of the organisation has no uh, bearing on on the professionalism of the care that you offer. I guess that's that's worth noting as well. No, no, no. The the, the board board members are. Uh, uh, selected. There's a small, a small board um, payment to cover expenses and those sorts of things. So it's a, it's 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 a it's a well-run board, like a you know, equivalent size small company. Do you do you uh, exist wholly and solely on the on the fees that come from the people who are in the facility, or do you have fundraising uh, uh, on top of that that is needed to run the facility at the at the level that you have it? No, pretty, pretty much the the government fund. Uh, uh, rough, rough, roughly two thirds, and the resident pays the, the other the other third. Um, so that's pretty much it. We get it, we get donations and those sorts of things, um, but pretty much the majority is uh, is government resident funding. So if I'm if I've uh, you know if I'm looking uh, to put someone into into aged care because it's that uh, that time of their life where that needs to needs to happen. What tell me about Manor Court and what it what it offers uh, for for people in that in that area who are thinking about these things now for their parents or for for whatever person in their life. I guess it's um, the off- offerings are, 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 are fairly similar from um, from you know one facility than the next, but uh, now they're they're all. Uh, all of the day-to-days are provided, um, so uh, accommodation, food, laundry, and all of those sorts of things. So it's just like walking into a into a hotel, just bring your clothes and everything else is uh, uh, everything else is provided. So that's that's pretty much it. We have a uh, an activities program through trained activities staff that uh, have a, ra- a range of different things we do to assist the assist the residents, and that they're all sorts of different things. They might go on. Outings and you know different um, games and trivia things and you know they love playing bingo and all of those yeah. sorts sorts of things that um, that go on to keep them occupied. What what are the challenges that you face as as managing director of a facility like that in uh, in you know engaging with the uh, with the residents and with and with the obviously their relatives and their and their friends and people who care for them? What 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 are the kind of things that are constantly being asked of you? Oh, I get, I get the, you know, the big challenges that we're, we're limited by funding from the government. The government have um, really struck, struck in terms of funding probably for the last five, six years have struggled to keep the funding to us uh, even up with inflation, uh, which ma- makes it difficult, particularly if you're locked into um, workplace agreements for payment of staff and you're paying your staff for 
you know, three percent a year, and the government's giving you, you know, one and a half percent in funding. So you, you, you're slowly going backwards all the time. So that that's that's the biggest challenge. The uh, it's, a, it's a massive amount that the um, the aged care budget next year, which includes pensions, will be bigger than the health budget next year. So you can see it's just a you know, with the with the aging population, it's just a huge thing for the government. So is that something? Amount of money. Is that something you do as a collective, or is that something that you have to do as an individual? Uh, you know, as man of court, as an individual entity, that you have to go on with cap in hand and ask for you know these dollars here, or is it done as a as an industry? No, everyone gets everyone gets the same. Yep. So we we all uh, we all go in there and fight and rattle rattle a can and uh, hope we can get a bit more here and a bit more there. And uh, uh, but that's pr- pretty much it. We're basically you know, stuck stuck with the uh, with what the government come up, there's no there's no negotiations or anything like that. Once they announce it, that's it. You mentioned when you started in '79, the, the what was it? 25 beds? Did you say there were 25 residents? Yep. And, now, and now you're up over 100. Up to 100. Yeah. Now, obviously, the the cost of uh, in 1979 terms, uh, as opposed to the cost in 2019, 2020 terms, would be. Yeah. Would be totally Massively different. different. Yeah. And, yeah, and you mentioned yeah. the different level of uh, of the service you now have to provide because the the uh, I guess the profile of the people that are in Manicourt has changed a lot. Exactly, There's, um, and um, and, that, and that's required lots of things. It's required different um, levels of, of of staff to to look after because uh, you know the the difference from from what a, a low care person needs to to what a high care person needs. Um, you know, with OH and S regulations and uh, so now, any person who you know, requires move, moving, it has to be two staff to move them. The you know, individual staff are not able to do it, so it's, it's quite a different workload to, for the staff to what it was a few years ago. Has the uh, occupational health and safety and those rules and regulations from the government has that impacted the sort of staff levels in terms of the amount of people you have per resident? No, that hasn't changed that, but it's just changed the workload of people. It's just a it's a it's a much much heavier workload than what they they had a few years ago. Is Manicourt a capped uh, facility in terms of have you are you at your maximum uh, amount of residents at the moment, or is there room for you to to grow? Or and and are you looking at growing? We're looking at it. We're not quite full. The, the industry across Australia wide occupancy is. Um, is, is in the in the low 90s, about 92 percent. We're 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 just about spot on what the the industry is. But there's a lot a lot of um, facilities that are that are um, uh, finding it tough in terms of numbers. Since since the Aged Care Royal Commission was announced last um, um, October, you know, nationally the the um, Occupancy has dropped from I think 94 to to in the high 90s now, uh, high 91s. I mean, you know, in in a space of uh, of less than 12 months. So it's uh, the Royal Commission certainly had a you know, massive impact on uh, all of the aged care industry because um, you know, what the what the newspapers like to stick on the front page as rare occurrences. But the um, you know, the public who read that um, that sort of stuff think it's it's you know it's rampant and it's going across all facilities. So that scare campaign, if you want to call it that, that did have obviously, as you mentioned, did have an impact. Has that yeah. has that is that have you addressed that and uh, and what did you do to address that? Yeah, well, that's that, that's one of the the, the 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 big difficulties I think through our industry bodies, and that there's been lots of um, um, you know campaigns we've we've had to. Uh, um, you know, increase our communication with family members and that thing significantly just to uh, 
um, you know, make sure that people are, we're all on the same page and we know that you know, these things are isolated you know, in any industry. So, you know, there's always a couple of shonkies that are going to you know, cut some corners and try to uh, make it make a bit extra than what the, what they could by cutting corners, and but, you know, eventually you get caught out. So, yep. well, so it, it's it's certainly been difficult, but communication's been our, our big one that we make sure that we let everyone know exactly what's going on, so that we're all on the same page. Well, forty years that you've been in business officially, a little longer than that since the the actual embryo of the idea, I would tell people that you know, you've got longevity in the industry, and you've obviously provided a service that people have embraced. Absolutely, that's certainly it. I guess with the, you know, the Aged Care Royal Commission um, is, is going to be the big thing of you know when that when the findings from that are announced, I think I think that will be when the industry takes its next next step. So there's a, there's lots of experts that are having their two bobs worth in, and I think we'll find that um, there will be some you know, some pretty substantial changes that the government will have to take on, and that the industry will probably look a fair bit different to what it does now. What are the steps people take if they want to, uh, if they've got someone who who needs to take this step and move into a place like Manor Court? Well, how do they go about that, Ross? Well, that's that's not not easy either. The, the, uh, there's a, f- a few a few ways that can do it. There's a lot of people that are smart enough, and they can find their way around the system. But generally speaking, people coming from hospital, if you're coming through that system and you know, can't, can't go home and need to go into care, are, are probably um, a little bit ahead of the rest because the social work teams in the hospital are pretty well versed on uh, on everything and know the system and, and are able to point them in and you know provide a fair bit of assistance. But um, someone just going from from square one, it's not a simple process. It's a uh, it's quite complicated and you know, typical of, um, of bureaucrats. Huh. They don't don't know anything about it. They keep it simple um, system, and they try and uh, uh, you know we end up with systems that are far more complex than they need to be, and yeah. they're very very uh, difficult for some people to work their way around. But obviously, that's where you know people like yourself and the staff that you have uh, come into come yep. into vogue there. Hey, Ross, appreciate your time. Thanks very much for talking to us on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Really do appreciate it, and uh, good luck for the future with Manor Court. No worries. Thanks for your time, Kev. Aged care is something that we're all going to be touched by uh, in in various ways uh, in in our future and in the in the future of the people around us and our friends and families. So very important issue. We thought we should talk about uh, here on the Talking Wyndham podcast. My thanks to Ross Smith, who has been uh, obviously, as you uh, heard in that uh, interview, in the industry now for a, a long, long time. The managing director of uh, Manor Court Aged Care Facility in Werribee nine seven four two zero six eight three is their number. And we thank the Gordon too for their great uh, support and. And one of the great partners uh, with the uh, Committee for Wyndham. Now, they have professional counsellors who can help you uh, sit down and sort out exactly what it is you want to do. Uh, the Gordon Tafe uh, can be your pathway uh, to a career in all sorts of areas. Mentioned earlier, some of them, uh, community services, education, childhood uh, education, youth work, uh, massage and individual support. We mentioned aged care is another area for uh, uh, career paths. Uh, and of course, accounting and business and and all 
all those as well. Uh, there's over 200 courses on offer and over 30 on the free TAFE list for if you're looking at a new career or you've got a passion and you want to follow that. Uh, give the Gordon a call, one 354 or check out all the details on their website, thegordon.edu.au. That'll give you all the information you need. Then pick up the phone and give them a call. Friendly uh, people who'll, uh, who know their stuff and they know exactly what they're talking about, so they'll be only too happy to help you out. And we thank the Gordon for their fabulous support of this podcast. Until the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.